there is an enormous crisis on America's southern border. And that crisis is destabilizing American democracy because the American people demand that the United States of America maintain its sovereignty. And though this is not understood in Washington, D.C., this point is perfectly clear to the mind of most Americans. A nation that does not have control of its border is not a nation. It cannot maintain its sovereignty if it does not have control over who is and who is not in the country. The scenes at the southern border border apocalyptic as they're relayed and played on national television by the likes of Fox News and others. Now, before going further, let's watch a snarling Lindsey Graham pleading on Fox News for the governor of Texas to send thousands and thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants out into the country to states with Democratic senators. What Lindsey Graham is arguing here for is a policy of punishment inflicted by the governor of a red state on blue state senators. Now, as a practical matter, what the snarling senator from South Carolina is advocating is a type of cold, or perhaps better yet, lukewarm civil war. The period that prefaces violence, where we build contempt, where government dehumanizes human beings, where Americans are pitted against one another, where violence teeters just outside the boundary, incited by rhetoric, but not yet executed by the gun. Let's watch Lindsey Graham. I'm not going to give money to foreign countries until we secure our own border. Ten Democratic senators wrote a letter uh, opposing efforts to uh, provide border security, opposing policy changes that would secure our border. Governor Abbott, if you're watching Sean Hannity tonight, do me a favor. Make it real to those 10 senators in their states, what you've been dealing with in Texas. Instead of sending them all to New York, why don't you look at the states in question, uh, uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Oregon. Governor Abbott, make it real to these 10 senators what it's like to live with a broken border. Send thousands of illegal immigrants to make it real to the politicians who oppose uh, border security. The Democratic position is remain in Texas. They're okay with Texas being overrun. Governor Abbott, send busloads of illegal immigrants to these senators so they will understand what it's like to live with a broken border. At a personal level, it is truly astonishing because I logged so many thousands of miles with Lindsey Graham. I flew for over a year with Lindsey Graham all over the country on campaign planes, on buses, hotels from coast to coast. And there was not a single day where there was any evidence that Lindsey Graham would become a snarling demagogic fascist by the time America hit 2025. 
Now, today, there's roughly 350 million Americans. By 2050, there will be 400 million Americans in a world of 8 billion people. There is no discussion, serious or otherwise, whatsoever in the United States about what the country will look like in 25 years with another 50 million people in it. It is an astonishment. We live in a time where our politicians are so deeply demagogic, so profoundly irresponsible, that there is an absence of any discussion about the obvious issues that are barreling down the train tracks. The country is insolvent with regards to its entitlement programs that the American people and all of America's senior citizens, but the wealthiest few, rely on. None of this is ever talked about, ever. It's a secret. But from who exactly? In a government of the people, by the people, for the people. The catastrophe is looming, and the catastrophe is approaching. Now, there is no issue in American life that is more ripe for demagoguery than the issue of immigration. There are so many powerful feelings, though it will rarely ever be reported in the national cable news media. The truth is, Hispanic voters, or more precisely, Americans of Hispanic descent, don't want the illegal Hispanic immigration from south of the border. Just like huge numbers of American Jews in the 1930s did not want more Jewish immigration into the country from Nazi Germany. Understanding this human psychology is fundamental to understanding some of the complexities involved regarding public opinion and this issue. There's something that's elemental, foundational to understand with regard to immigration in the United States of America. There was a native indigenous population that lived in peace and harmony with the land, the mountains, the rivers, the lakes, the oceans for 600 human generations before European settlers arrived. Those settlers primarily came from these countries in the beginning, Spain, France, England, the Netherlands, Portugal. When those countries came to the North American continent, they brutalized that population. And they brought with them another brutalized population, and that would be Africans stolen from their homeland, forced into slavery, and delivered not just to the United States, but throughout the Western Hemisphere, including the islands of the Caribbean, St. Lucia, St. Kitts, Jamaica, Hispaniola. Every other person that lives and breathes in the United States today is a descendant of someone who came from somewhere not here. And they came to the United States willingly. 
often for those people, whether they be Polish or Irish or German, like my ancestors, or wherever they may be from, from India, from Pakistan, there is a moment now in the family history that is transcendent, but not often spoken about. Because the moment that is remembered is the moment of arrival in America, not the moment that exists immediately before departure. I think about that moment. I think about it for my ancestors in Ireland, in Germany, in Poland. They didn't have television. There was no radio then. There were no photographs, no internet. America was an idea, an ideal, a concept, a belief, a faith, a promise that things could be better than the misery of their existence. And so they had a final meal because in the morning they were leaving for America and they were leaving everything, everything behind to a place that existed in their imaginations. And they arrived and there's no chance. The streets were not paved in gold. Everything that glittered was not a jewel. Life in America was hard, but anything was possible here if you worked hard and you played by the rules. You could climb, you could get ahead, your dreams could become real, and that is the American dream. It's worth preserving, and it bears mentioning that all of the people, the desperately poor people, God's children, like John McCain referred to them, are seeking to come to America, seeking to get in, seeking to build a life here, while our politicians, while our candidates for president, by and large, run the country down, degrade it, humiliate it with their words, and like Lindsey Graham, seek to divide it, to pit us against one another, to make us weak. There's something that must be said in this moment. We're an imperfect people, but together in union, the 50 states bound together by the Constitution, fed by a constant wellspring of humanity who buy into the idea of freedom. It's created the most powerful nation in world history. And there's something else that must be said in our despairing times. Since 1990, two thirds of the world's population that was living in abject, absolute subsistence level poverty has been lifted out from it. And they were lifted out from it because the US-led liberal global order prevailed in a mighty struggle against despotic and evil competing systems of government that include fascism and include communism and every other system that seeks to declare that the rights of the state 
and the powerful are far more important and transcendently so over the dignity and the rights of the human being. But that's not the American creed. And that's not the creed of our allies, the great democracies of the world that hold that the human being will always be above the power of the state because there is an innate dignity to the human being. All of us, regardless of race or creed or ethnicity or religion, and the defense of those values is paramount in this moment. The Statue of Liberty is more than a gift. It is more than words on a monument. It is an ethos to a way of life, to an American nation that was made powerful and strong by the contributions of all of the peoples of the world. Ours is the only country every day where every language is spoken that is known to man somewhere by someone. And those people who arrived yesterday or last year, or are taking the oath of citizenship and becoming equal in that citizenship to a descendant of the Mayflower. All of us are entwined together, part of the greatest experiment in all of humanity's history, under great crisis, under great threat, because of unprincipled men like Lindsey Graham, demagogues, who have chosen hate and division over love and patriotism. Beware of small men like this. I was fooled by him traveling around the country. I thought we both loved it. But Lindsey Graham despises it because he hates. He hates so many people in it. As do so many of the candidates who seek power to write the future for the next 25 years as we grow from a nation of 350 million to 400 million. Do not turn over America's future to small men who hate because our children will lose their freedom. Mark my words. <laughs>